Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Support WrestleTalk. Give us a subscribe. Hello and welcome to the Wrestle Ramble podcast. We're doing this for a second time. We intend to do it forevermore. It's an exclusive podcast introduction from me, Oliver Davis. Oh, I said my full name. From me, Ollie Davis. I'm not my mother. I don't have to say Oliver. Get down here now. Dinner's ready. Get off that video game console. And I'm joined by Luke Owen. Hello, Wrestle Talk, the Wrestle Talk universe, Wrestle Talkers. How the devil are you, Ollie? How did you find today's show? I found it good because it was. Uh, I, I like the fantasy booking warfare. Yeah, they're good fun. I dread them, <laughs> but I enjoy them once they're done. Yeah, you and I, we're we're quite bad at doing it as well because we really should. Um, I don't know, prep more in advance. We have a bit of a, a tendency to kind of like wait until just before we step into the studio to record before we actually record any mm. or before we think of anything whereas like you know sometimes we have a full week to prep these things and we just and we yeah. just don't i i tend to write them the day i'm traveling into the studio i, I, I sit on the tube i pause my uh, my something to wrestle podcast and i'm like well, i'm gonna write, mm. I'm gonna write I'm not I'm, actually that that's a lie i made that sound like a, a case of like i'm gonna write my thing now really it's like I need to write my thing now. I need to. Mm. I need to write my fancy book in warfare. Otherwise, I'm not going to do it. I I tend to have these five minute, several five minute moments uh, in the days building up to this, where I just go, God, what can I do? I should think about that. So Roman Reigns is heel, <laughs> and then I'll get distracted by something else, and yeah. I won't think about it. And then occasionally I go back to it, but I've got nothing. Uh, but yeah, I mean that's how Raw's booked, right? Well, you just it's, just a uh, half hour driving into the show. Absolutely, it's, it's, it's just booked on the fly. Sometimes it's rewritten mm. like during the day, many times over, by, by all accounts, upwards and like and to, including during the show, yeah. things are being rewritten. So, or j- like, join the match if you're AJ Styles and Kevin Owens. Well, if, if you believe the rumor yeah. and innuendo, yeah. Well, apparently it was. It seems it was a botch. Now AJ should have. Got is that his is that up. is that what the, uh, the the ruling is or the the, the official see, timeline is? That's more my. I, looking at everything and all the conflicting reports and then what actually happened where the referee did kind of hesitate on the third and I, yeah, I, I don't know. And the way AJ reacted afterwards, mm-hmm. that's what I'm going with anyway. You know, I listened to Wrestling Observer Radio this morning and one of the questions was, how long does it take Jeddo and Gado to book the G1 Climax tournament on average? Hmm. A huge tournament uh, goes over many matches uh, you've got two blocks, and then the winners of those blocks face each other for the shot later on um, at 
uh, at the IWGP heavyweight title. And Meltzer, I thought they were going to say days. Meltzer goes, probably, you could probably get it done in 90 minutes. 19 <laughs> or 19? 19, 9-0. Crikey. Yeah, and I was just like, blimey. Jeddah and Gato must be on another level of uh, of booking just methodology. But I think, like, it, I'd imagine, I mean, when booking a tournament, if you can't, if you know who you want to win, you just sort of book backwards from there, really. So, like, I suppose that, in a way, that's sort of the easiest bit to do. It's not like a... Uh, for example, when Russo took over at WCW, and the first thing he did was vacate all the championships, mm. and then he started this giant like hundred-person tournament or something. So like he did this a giant tournament, sixty-four people, I think it was, with the winner event, the two people eventually like fighting for the the, the vacant WCW championship, and he just had every L, like member of staff in there, like Medusa was in there, Norman Smiley was in there, but like because he didn't book backwards, he was booking as he went. People were eliminated and were then back in. People wrestled twice. It was all over the show. And mm. like some people didn't even compete. And I think actually that happened when he did the um, uh, the, the Bound for Glory Championship thing. Do you remember that? The, what was and it they called? all had leader. Yeah, yeah it, was it was like a the, leaderboard. What was it called? The, when they announced that, that was such a good idea. And I was like, oh, yes. Great. Yeah. These, these ranking systems these, and points. Yeah, these 10 guys are just going to rest each other and how shows them are going to mm-hmm. count in this and the other and we're going to tally up points. You get these amount of points for this and it could have, like, could have created loads of storylines. But actually, when you put it all together, like Scott Steiner only had three matches in the whole thing and yet he was still higher than Samoa Joe because Samoa Joe lost every single one of his matches and uh, he was actually on minus 10 points by the end of it. Because he, um, oh, when you get he, disqualified, that's right. Yeah. yeah, he won his match, but then wouldn't release the hold. <sighs> um, yeah, God, that was a terrible. Well, yeah, if you if you don't book with a finish, because I think the correct way is to start with the end and work your way back. Exactly. Yeah, rather uh, than working forwards. Otherwise, you get lost. Like they did, uh, like like Vince Russo often show. does. Yeah, yeah, not just the verb, but the TV show Lost. <laughs> I'm specifically <laughs> referring to. We've got a few cheap pop reviews yeah. from iTunes to read out. Remember, if you rate uh, review us, preferably favorably, you know that five star uh, is 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 very nice. Um, if you rate us on iTunes and write the review, we'll read it out. So first up, awesome by Harok. They say, listen to everyone. Fair and balanced reviews. Thanks, Herrock. You're right. We do have fair and balanced reviews. Although some people think that we favour Raw over SmackDown. I think we... Wait until Raw gets bad again, and you will see that we. I, I like to think that we follow. But I think quality. I, I think people brand loyalty. I think people more uh, feel the time that we spend talking about Raw than we do about SmackDown. Well, we're going to review SmackDown first next week. We're going to try if that it. Changes. I don't think it will. So to Herrock. Yusuf Awad says. Best wrestling podcast out there. Well, that's true. They bring Raw and SmackDown reviews, fantasy book storylines, and talk about the latest news with two humorous hosts. Oh, well, I mean, that is... Those are our guys. <laughs> these guys. That's it. That's, who, who has two thumbs and is a humorous host? This guy. Who has two thumbs and is also a humorous host? <laughs> this guy. Yeah. yeah that's nice. 70 show references. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Yusef Awad. Woo! 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yusef! So, um, should we get into the show? Yeah, let's go on. Let's let's crack on with the show. Stay here for all of it, and then you can vote at the end with a well-informed opinion. If you're going to do one or the other, though, you should probably just vote for me. Oh, is it? Are you still bitter because I beat you in the last <laughs> one? 
quite fair. I actually, I mean, quite roundly beat you as well. I'm pretty sure it was like it was like 96 to four or something. What? Like that. that is fake stats. Oh, you're right. It was 97 to three. It was <laughs> 28 to 72, which is a landslide. Is a landslide in any yeah. of those books, and it was a great bit of fantasy booking on my part as well. So what Luke's alluding to is the farce that was the sh- the fantasy booking for the Shield reunion, mm. and. Luke won it, of course, but there was the added stipulation of if I didn't win, I would lose the Money in the Bank briefcase that I had that Baron Corbin will be cashing in in our fantasy booking scenarios and you would get to find out the the scandal that could ruin me. But it didn't ruin you really, it made you, if anything, it made you more popular. You had a sign at Smackdown. Yeah, push Wonder Ollie someone <laughs> had. wonderful. Like it's, it's brilliant as well because I don't check my, my Twitter notifications before I watch uh, Raw or Smackdown mm. on, the, on the old tape delay in case there's any spoilers in there. Uh, but it was great because I watched the show, I didn't see the sign and then i checked my fit twit, my fitter tweed i checked my fitter tweed and everyone's like sent me this message going like hey just see wonder ollie was uh, featured on smackdown i was like this is ace this this is great S- smart crowd toronto smart they crowd. know so we've had a swaft sign mm-hmm. and uh who, which was posted on botchamania because everyone joked how hard is it guys yeah. they even spell it out for you and then it a just few shows people. How popular we are! Yeah, uh, well, no one, no one knew it was our thing. At least three people said. <laughs> I think that's actually an in joke on a mm. show called Wrestle Talk Ramble, <laughs> that Wrestle Ramble show. Uh, and well, I, I was a bit, uh, I was a bit concerned about releasing the Wonder Rolly tape. Mm. I said to you, I was, I was worried that this would be my stone cold turning heel moment. <laughs> oh, yeah. Looks good on paper, mm. but maybe I'd suddenly lose favour and drive away a vast portion of wrestling fans or wrestle talk viewers, as this case would be. But if anything, it doesn't seem to have been the case. Um, people, well, are I there. hope not. No, I, I think people have embraced you, embraced the uh, your alter ego. Mm. Um, I mean, there was lots of fan art over the weekend. Yeah. There was even sort of images of me as Batman. Obviously, yeah, you came out a lot better in this thing. <laughs> Although I did realise that when someone sent that picture on the old fitter tweet, uh, that I would make a particularly rubbish Batman because my beard would just give it away. Yeah, that's Though, a there, pretty unique bit of fluff. There is only one man who would sport this on uh, on their face, and unfortunately, that man is me. Des- I mean, despite the fact of the the cry of the wrestle talkers is for me to shave it off, I am going to sport this for a long while. But my scandal on the line. <laughs> when are you going to put that on the line? We're going to put this. On, I mean, if I do put this on the line, it's going to be after the wedding. It has to be after the wedding. Like that is, I I mentioned this to my lady partner mm, mm. because it came up in a, a creative meeting that you and I had about if I would be willing to shave off the beard or put shaving off the beard on the line, or at least dye it Hulk or, Hogan bleach yeah, blonde, or, or even just like just taking this off and keeping the tash mm. or something like that. And I I joked about it with my lady partner. She was. I mean, she did not see the funny side of it. Uh, she only saw the super serious side of it, which is like, you are going to ruin all of our wedding photos. Why would it ruin them? Because though? she likes me with the beard. Oh, okay. So she wants the beard. Yes. It's. I, I was gonna. I was trying to think. Is there a continuity reason <laughs> no, at stake here? No, it's because she likes the beard. We're not going to shave it off during the wedding. <laughs> I thought. Um, and if I if I would go clean shaven, I just mm. look weird clean shaven. It's not. It's, I know what It's you not mean. a good look for me. So it would just. It would uh, forever. We'd be looking at our wedding photos, being like, oh, our wedding photos look really doofy, all because. 
I let some YouTubers talk me into shaping it off. There's a popular saying that goes around. I believe it is for the bants. <laughs> so if anyone says you look a bit silly in your wedding photos, you can legitimately just say to them, shrug. And you said, I did it for the bants. For the bants are good. And that actually rectifies a lot of uh, stupid decisions I've found. Perhaps it will. But for unfo- the story. Unfortunately, it's it's not going to happen anytime before the wedding. I have, I did talk to her about though, like just maybe just getting rid of this and just going uh, tash only mm. for a while. I suppose because it's quite long, I can curl it. Which yeah. I, which I have done in the past. Curl it upwards in a hipster way, exactly. in a Simon Gotch way. Yes. I was looking because Simon Gotch is going to be doing an, an RF video shoot video. I believe soon. he's already done it. Yeah, they, mm. they released the trailer for it quite recently, and I suddenly looked at because he's got quite a distinct haircut, whereas like it's similar to mine where it's shaved on one side, but his shave goes like all like almost mm. halfway up his head, and then it's just a big whoosh, like Jimmy Havoc style uh, yeah. flop, uh, flop over. And I looked at it and I thought, I mean, I can't pull that off, but it's pretty good. It's I pretty- often see hairstyles on men, and I think. I'm going to go for that hairstyle. And it isn't until a couple of days later that I realise I physically can't have that <laughs> hairstyle because of the way my hairline is. Exactly. Which is the, always a uh, shame. Neil from The Inbetweeners was on Sunday brunch uh, on Sunday on Channel 4 here in the UK. You love Sunday brunch. I do love Sunday brunch. It is awful television. It's Luke brilliant. talks more about Sunday brunch than he does wrestling at the studio. That's, I don't think that's quite true. No, you're probably right. No. You could have said almost anything else and you'd have been completely right, but uh, apart from wrestling. and But he was on there and he's got uh, quite long hair at the moment mm. and, a, and a, a good beard on him. And I turned to my, my lady partner and my future mother-in-law and I said, like, I mean, if I could, if I could, that's what that's what I'd aim for. Mm. But I can't because I have Hulk Hogan hairline and, um, and, a, and, I, and the inability to grow facial hair on the side of my face. Yeah, that's that's... Not there either. No, that holds me back. Um, like this, what, I mean, you can't even see it it's on very camera. Very patchy, yeah. Very patchy, but that, that... One day in 4K you might be able to pick it up. <laughs> that is a week and a half of, mm. of no shaving. How long is this this beard? How like, long? Uh, how long in time? Oh, I don't know, because I haven't shaved it um, since 2000 and... How long have we been my lady partner going out for? Five. So 2012, I think, was the last time I, I was like clean. Wow, shaven. five years. Yeah, so it's roughly about that. Yeah. So people, it can't happen until post Survivor Series, <laughs> which is when around Luke's. Uh, I know Survivor Series would be it's the month November, after yeah, your wedding. After, yeah, that'd be but like hey, on the line for the Survivor Series month. Hair versus Although, mask match. <laughs> well, yeah, but you can't take off a mask. Yeah, well, we'll find something. I'm hairy everywhere else. Ooh, Maybe there'll be a waxing involved. Ooh. Ooh, I do need to, you know, I want to try it out at least once. What, waxing your arms? Wax something. Yeah. Like, I want to have, I've got a bit of a back beard. You've got, <laughs> what? So I've got a completely bald back. And um, <laughs> apart from just at the bottom, where I've essentially got what you've got in your chin. Yeah. Oh, like yeah. a little bit of, yeah, tough down there. Yeah, I've got yeah that but it's, well. ex- it's ridiculously long. <laughs> yeah, sometimes I just stroke it when I think and I, I forget where my body is. Uh, so this is weird, isn't it? Should we move on to the fantasy <laughs> booking warfare? There's a comment on yesterday's video. No, we're was... not because Luke's going to bring up <laughs> no. some comments. It's a comment yesterday's video that made me laugh, which is like, you're going to lose all these uh, viewers talking about crisps. <laughs> and I was like, mate, if you thought the crisps conversation was bad, wait till we start talking about back hair. <laughs> you do not know the depths our rambling can reach. Oh, me. Some people oh. like the rambling the most, though. I, well, I like those people more than anyone else.
So, as we alluded to earlier, I won the Fantasy Booking Warfare last time. So, winner goes first. I'm up this time. Now, we obviously have a bit of banter back and forth when we do these sorts of things. Uh, you have been struggling all day to write this, whereas um, I, I stumbled upon an idea and I ran with that idea. You let me know this morning via text <laughs> yes. and said, I've aced it. I'm Lou Gowick. <laughs> yeah, well, I just said I effing nailed it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, so, yeah, I I've, I think I've got this. I'm pretty confident about this one. Because what I wanted to do, because I think doing a cash-in storyline is very difficult, mm -hmm. uh, which, I mean, you've since discovered. I think my problem is Baron Corbin as a character I've got no interest that in. Is, and, and I will say... My fantasy booking just sort of ignores the fact that Corbin's a bit rubbish. Mm. And I'm putting him into a feud that's going to result in rubbish matches. So that side of it... I've effing nailed it! Yeah! I'm going to put him in crap matches. <laughs> so that, yeah, but you're going to struggle to do anything else with him. You can only put him yeah. in crap matches. That's a good point. So from that side of things, I'm not going to create any five-star masterpieces. But I should create a fairly good storyline. Also... It's a storyline that's not been done yet with the money in the bank. And that was my aim. So here we are. The scene is currently where we are in the WWE Universe landscape. We're heading into SummerSlam. Jinder Mahal has just been pinned by Randy Orton two weeks before SummerSlam. But he's still going into SummerSlam as champion. Apparently that's classic wrestling logic. Uh, and in my scenario, Nakamura wins at SummerSlam. He is now your new number one, no, your new WWE champion. Yay, Nak wins. He then defends it at the pay-per-view that comes after um, SummerSlam. I'm going to guess it's Backlash. And then we're building up towards Survivor Series. Now, they are going to do the, the Raw and SmackDown 5-on-5 uh, Survivor Series match. But they want to create a tournament as well because we need to crown a new number one contender for the WWE Championship. Mm. So all your big guys from SmackDown are in there. Each week on SmackDown, we're getting a new uh, couple of brackets that are going on there. We're going to really build up this tournament and really build up to a special episode of SmackDown where we're going to crown our new number one contender. And lo and behold, who wins this tournament but Baron Bloody Corbin. He is the number one contender and the money in the bank holder. Hmm. Okay, come Survivor Series, Corbin and Nakamura are having a match. It's probably not going to be a great match, but they are having a match. Nakamura looks like he's got this one, but the referee gets knocked down. Corbin, seizing his opportunity, grabs the money in the bank briefcase, can't say briefcase, grabs the money in the bank, clocks Nakamura in the head with it, slides it out. Referee comes to one, two, three. Baron Corbin becomes the first person to be the WWE champion and the money in the bank holder. He celebrates it. He's very happy with it. Okay, so now every match that Corbin is in, he's using this money in the bank briefcase as a nefarious means. They're really going to start putting over the briefcase as like this new ultimate weapon. Perhaps he's like he's mo he's modded it. He's made it more deadlier than ever. I'm I see this as being pushed like Hunter's Sledgehammer. If you use the briefcase, no one's kicking out of this. No one's kicking out the briefcase. And so Corbs is, like, he's on a tear. He's WWE Champion. Like, And this is where you can really play up the cockiness of Baron Corbin. Of being like, you know, you spent years in Japan honing your craft. I just walked into this, and I'm now 
the WWE Champion. And I've got the Money in the Bank briefcase. Like, if I lose, I can just cash in and just win it right back. Okay. So, uh, Corpse retains the belt at the December pay-per-view. I'm going to guess that's also Backlash. In a rematch, again using the briefcase. Use that briefcase once, you're not kicking out of it. Daniel Bryan announces that at the Royal Rumble, Baron Corbin will defend his WWE Championship against Nakamura. It's the grudge match. This is it. Corbin agrees and he says, I'll do this, but only if it's the last time Nakamura can challenge for the championship while I'm champion. I want new challenges. I don't want to face him again after I beat him at Royal Rumble. Uh, And Baron, and uh, where am I? Um, Brian agrees. Brian agrees. says, yeah, okay, that's absolutely fine. But I'm going to add another stipulation. You can't take the briefcase with you to ringside. It's banned. It's going to be a straight one-on-one match. This is going to be see who really is the best. Okay. Corpse is incensed, as you would imagine. We're now at the Royal Rumble. They have what I would say is probably going to be a two-star match. Maybe two and a quarter, if they're lucky, really pulling this out. (laughs) Then... um, Nakamura wins, hits the Kinshasa, one, two, three, he's the WWE champion, and then uh, Corbin's like, oh, no, and, oh, what am I going to do? Rolls out the ring, grabs the briefcase from underneath the ring, he'd hidden it there, and then runs back in, smacks smacks Nakamura with it, and then realizes that there's no ref, because the ref's left the mat, left, he's left, left the ring, because the match is over. So Corbs leaves, runs out, grabs the ref, drags him back, throws him in the ring, saying, I'm cashing in now, I'm cashing in now. Goes to pin him, one, two, Nakamura kicks out. And Corbs is like, oh no! Crowd are rabid by this point because they they don't want to see Corbin do what he said he was going to do and just, you know, and, and just screw Nakamura out of this championship reign. And so he picks him up, end of days, one, two, Nakamura kicks out again. Corbs is just like, he's just really now, he's just proper, proper narked, as, as you might say. Rolls out the ring, grabs the microphone, and he says, not only do I get to cash this in, I get to pick the stipulation. That's what's written in the contract. This is now a no DQ match. Throws it down, grabs the briefcase, knocks him in the head. One, two, three. JBL, by the way, is loving this. This is genius, Tom Phillips. This is absolutely genius. This man's a genius. Hits him with the briefcase and pins him, becoming the WWE champion for a second time. But now he doesn't have the briefcase. And that's how, uh, that's my fantasy booking. It's uh, I, what I was looking to do with mine was something that hasn't been done with the uh, the, the the briefcase holder. You're feeling confident, I see. I'm just eager. Yeah. I, it's, it's weird. We've got quite- quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Had a lot of similarities. I think in trying to avoid the beaten path, mm-hmm. we've found the only other path <laughs> that's available. Uh, I did mention to you that I had like another level mm. that I was going to add on to it. A Neville one. And another Neville level that I was going to add to my storyline, but I thought, I'm making this too too complicated. Well, I thought to keep, his, keep it simple. Don't, want, you, don't give Baron Corbin too much. He won't mess this up if you keep it simple. But the other level I had on it was that they were going to announce another Money in the Bank ladder match for WrestleMania, and he was going to enter himself into that and then become like a double... Uh, bank of a briefcase holder. That was the other thing I was going to write in, but I decided against that. Okay, so here comes my attempt yep. uh, at this as well. What was you... your thought process going into it? Well, let me let me just uh, show you how long the script is first. Yep. Boom, there it is. Oh, that's a long one. Yeah, it's a big said. one. Uh, so my said. thought process was, because I... It's weird how we... Because we knew about this one last week last Friday we both decided (laughs) we're gonna do this one next because SummerSlam's coming up it looks like Baron you know a lot of people reckon Baron's going to cash in as soon as Nakamura wins that's you know where everyone feels like it's gonna go and so we thought we'd do that now despite all that week despite me going to watch an incredibly uh I think a lot of other people enjoyed it but I found it very boring production of The Tempest bit of Shakespeare unabridged I was I was into it at the start because there was all this crazy projection stuff and then it became apparent within about 20 minutes that I wasn't enjoying it <laughs> did you follow the story well yeah I knew the story already okay. uh, but the you said sometimes with Shakespeare you eventually click into oh I can suddenly speak this language <laughs> too doff yes and this one didn't work for, mm. for whatever reason. Usually I like Shakespeare when it's updated to the current day, but this was very much stuck in the 16th century or whatever yeah. it was uh, with boats and fr- frivolity and frilly, frilly hat, like frilly neck things. And 15 minute long dance numbers. <laughs> what was that? When, uh, when they came out and started doing this bit, which isn't in the text, me and my lady partner looked at each other, apparently at different times, but I just looked at her like this. <laughs> <laughs> and apparently she did the same to me. But anyway, so did she I enjoy it. Uh, no, no, she no. didn't either. We we phased out. For, well, I phased out for about an hour and a half. Just think, well, I thought, you know, I'm here, so I might as well start working in my mind on that Baron Corbin <laughs> fantasy booking. And I just couldn't find anything. And it's essentially because I don't like Baron Corbin. 
He's a boring man. He's he's I'm, I'm from from what I gather, from what I've heard, he's actually quite a nice guy mm. to be around. Apparently, he's very good in interviews. He's very well spoken. I've heard stories about people who've like been had lunch with him and stuff. He's like well, like during interview phases, and apparently, he's just an absolute delight to talk to. Very down to earth. So I'm so I say this. I'm sure he's a nice guy. Yeah. But I'm not a fan of him in the ring, and I don't think that they're using his character to yes. its full potential as such. I find him a bit boring. Yeah. When when we're being critical of wrestlers, very rarely are we doing that because of their personality right, or who no, they are. We're, right. we're talking about the presentation, the yeah, way they've been booked. Yeah. Uh, Baron Corbin, I actually sometimes enjoy his matches. Not often, though. But I really like the spot when he's whipped into the turnbuckle, slides out the ring, comes back round. I always pop for that. Also, uh, the end of days is a fantastic finishing move and his previous entrance before they changed it i really liked yeah with the titan tron and the, the cityscape slowly being yeah, enshrouded by blackness yeah. but um yeah i i don't want to see him as champion mm, oh, oh yeah mm. oh i've sort of given the game away there <laughs> uh but so i was like well how how can i not how can i get him to where i want him to be which is solid mid-card heel. I don't think he's got any business being in the top uh, in the main event. Of... Even though Vince McMahon likes big sweaty men. Yeah, well that's the that's the unfortunate reason behind most of these pushes. And how can I use this storyline to make everything else feel more fun? Maybe even get someone else where I think Corbin should be based on fan support. So, this is what I came up with. Head up. <coughs> I'm going to be looking at okay. you because I don't want to look at your laptop. So here is, yeah, so maybe Baron Corbin will get good in the future, but right now, I do, you know, he should not be carrying around the WWE title. Uh, so here's some preamble. Nakamura wins at SummerSlam, he wins the title. Corbin doesn't cash in because everyone's predicting it. AJ Styles is sent to Raw in the Superstar Shake-Up following SummerSlam. That's all you need to know. Then in sort of Corbin's gimmick post-SummerSlam uh, is that he... He keeps on saying now he's all he's all about the money because he's a businessman. He wants the biggest money payday, sort of building on what you said about how he just walked into this contract because he's tall. He doesn't have to toil away on the Indies to prove himself. He can just walk in because he used to play football and he's got quite a lot of height on him. So he's all about getting that big money payday. What's the biggest money payday around? WrestleMania, the main event of WrestleMania. I'm announcing it now. I'm going to cash in my briefcase at WrestleMania oh. to, to get the, the main event match against whoever I want. And you know who it's going to be? It's probably going to be a part-timer. It's going to be a Triple H. It's going to be a Brock Lesnar. It's going to be a Goldberg, an Undertaker, whatever. It's not going to be. I'm going to take this spot away from your Dean Ambrose, your Seth Rollins, your Nakamura, your Styles, because I want the big money match. Nice, like it. He'd play on that side of his character, really targeting the smart fans like us. I mean, that would annoy me uh, in, a, in a good heel heat way. <coughs> so, uh, yeah, he, that's, he says he's not going to cash it in anytime. So it's sort of forgotten about. And well, he always brings it down to the ring and he just beats local indie wrestlers every other week on SmackDown, occasionally a former ROH guy, mm -hmm. you know, just does the whole, I'm better than you, you rubbish indie wrestlers. So that's the preamble. That's where everyone's at. Nakamura's been a great champion. 
hopefully. But he's unpredictable. You know, he's a bit <laughs> wacky. Well, he's the artist. So uh, I've got a four-week Royal Rumble build here. So week one, just a match, so four weeks out from Rumble, Nakamura goes up to Shane McMahon and Daniel Bryan around midpoint in the SmackDown of, of the show. And because he's wacky... He's an unpredictable champion. He says, you know, with belt on his shoulder or around his neck or wherever he's wearing it, he says, this is my first year in WWE. I want to be in a rumble. Hmm. And Brian and Shane are like, what? You, you're the champion. The point of the rumble is to get a shot at the time. You'll be competing to get a shot at yourself. And Nakamura, do not give him long lines, by the way. All he has to say, you figure it out walks off you know he's the champion you get you and Shane and and uh Daniel Bryan are like oh god what, what are we gonna do commentators play up wow Nakamura is unpredictable hopefully not over egging it on the unpredictable artist Nakamura <laughs> don't know what he's gonna do next and then Shane says we've got an announcement for next week we think we've found the way to do it uh the way of course, some people might say well you've gotten rid of a WWE title match at Royal Rumble brilliant that means it's one less match for the card that means we only have one universe you know the universal title match uh, can be defended so that gets around that uh week two shane and daniel bryan come out and they say they talk to nakamura in the ring again nakamura doesn't say much he just stands there looking cool and says that okay we've found out a way we've come to an agreement you can enter the rumble and if you win you will get to choose your WrestleMania opponent. That's the that that can be what's at stake for Nakamura. If he doesn't win, so be it. Someone else, the, the winner might challenge him. And Nakamura just leans forward and says into the mic, AJ Styles. Nice. Drops the mic and walks out. Everyone's shocked, of course, because Styles is on Raw. And you're like, oh, but this is a SmackDown championship. Week three on Raw, AJ's asked about Nakam <coughs> excuse me, Nakamura's challenge uh, on, on Monday Night Raw. And AJ replies that that's very flattering. But I'm uh, I'm going to win the Rumble anyway, so that doesn't matter. And uh, probably he's got a feud with Braun Strowman going. That's not really important. It just makes for a nice spot later on. But Styles is feuding with Braun Strowman uh, in recent weeks. Now on the go-home Raw, this is just fun... Uh, angle stuff go home angles uh, at the end of the show of raw everyone's competing in the ring just like a mass of humanity and all of a sudden there's a like in the middle you can't really see what's going on because there's so many people in there people are getting thrown out left right and center and then it slowly becomes apparent nakamura's in the middle of the ring just kicking people out over the top rope and after once the ring starts to clear it's just Nakamura and AJ looking at each other. Nakamura holds up the belt, right? So you're thinking, ooh, uh, and that's how that episode ends. On SmackDown, just because I like knowing a few of the numbers, uh, SmackDown draws five, um, five, uh, like five for SmackDown and five for Raw of the numbers of a few people who are going to enter because, you know, the rest you want for surprises and surprise returns so nakamura is one of them and he's at number four mm, that is a long time to be in there early. poor old sammy Zayn gets number two and somewhere i don't know why i put this in braun Strowman attacks shinsuke at the top of the ramp 
at the end of the show because he's like, AJ is mine. I want competition. I'm also in the Rumble. I'm a Raw guy. We're just trying to do some cross-promotion for the cross-promoting pay-per-view. That's that. Lovely stuff. <clears throat> so now the actual Royal Rumble match. Nakamura comes out at number four. Uh, there's a nice showdown between Zayn and Nakamura, harking back to Nakamura's NXT Dallas debut, that fantastic match. And it's just like they're still in there for all the time. They're doing the Iron Man performances. AJ Styles comes out to number 25. And it's a crowded ring. And Nakamura and AJ first face off. And you get the you know the, the rumble from the crowd. And then they clear out everyone else from the ring. Well, most of the other people from the ring. They're beating up. Ziggler's over the top rope. The Miz is thrown out. Sami Zayn's chucked through the middle rope. And then AJ and Nakamura both square off with Braun Strowman, mm. who's just standing there. You know, this is the guy who's kind of been in the middle of this feud. And uh where am I? They go strike crazy on Braun. You know how AJ does those furious fists and Nakamura's doing his own kicks and knees. And a Kinshasa sort of sends Braun Strowman up and he gets clocked by a phenomenal forearm from AJ. It's a double whammy. They get rid of Braun Strowman and they push him over. Strowman is incensed, sees Sami Zayn who's on the floor. He picks up Sami Zayn, does his running slam through the announcer's table. Strowman's annoyed. Medical staff run down and uh, start tending to him. So we are left with Nakamura and AJ in the ring. There's a few other bodies lying around, but it's just them two. And they have a stare down similar to their Money in the Bank encounter when it was just those two left in the ring. This is the first time since that match, actually. And they, they go at it for a bit. Eventually, they're broken up by other people entering because AJ was 25. You know, number 26 comes down. Number 27 comes down. Uh, but AJ and Nakamura managed to eliminate them and number 28. So it's just AJ and Nakamura in the ring. Number 29 is a comedy return or a James Ellsworth or something. Gilberg. And Gilberg. And they just throw him straight out. And then it's uh, it's AJ and Nakamura continue striking. Styles goes for the phenomenal forearm, but Nakamura hits him with a knee strike, runs off the rope straight into a Kinshasa, and then throws AJ out. Nakamura... Number 29, you know, he's still in there. And then who walks down to the ring at number 30 but Baron Corbin? Bazo Corbs. Baron Corbin, such a heel because everyone, he told everyone, I'm waiting until WrestleMania. But Baron Corbin walks down. As soon as he does, he's got the briefcase. Everyone clocks it. And they're like, oh, no, he's going to cash it in. AJ walks past Baron Corbin as, you know, because he's just been eliminated. AJ just gives him a dirty look. Baron just shoves him. AJ goes for him. Loads of people hold him back because I like it when people, you know, ships passing in the night kind of interaction. And uh, Corbin gets in the ring, hands the briefcase to the referee. The commentators are going crazy because nobody knows what this means. Baron Corbin is number 30 in the Royal Rumble and he's just cashed in against Nakamura. A cash-in during the Rumble, the ring announcer then says, This match is now for the WWE Championship with the winner getting to choose their opponent at WrestleMania. So everything's now on the line. The shot and the, the title. Uh, and the Hill commentators, JBL, let's say, is playing this up as a brilliant piece of thinking from Baron. Because not only does he get the big main event mania payday, he gets to be a fighting champion and pick the biggest money opponent. Because mm -hmm. Baron Corbin's all about the big money paydays. But the face is going, 
No, he's going to pick an easy opponent so he can get an even bigger payday by winning at WrestleMania and having the main event of the title there. So, you know, what a dastard heel Corbin is. Uh, then Nak Nakamura, <coughs> Nakamura is out on his feet. He's just standing there and he's wearily shouting, come on then, in his weird way. And the bell rings. And then, on the opposite side to the hard cam, with Corbin there, and Nakamura there, Sami Zayn climbs up onto the apron. Sami Zayn was never eliminated. He was thrown through the middle rope. But everyone kind of forgot about that. This is now Baron Corbin versus Sami Zayn versus Shinsuke Nakamura for the WWE title, for the shot uh, to, cho to choose at WrestleMania. Corbin's outraged and saying this isn't right, but the referees are like, it is, I guess. We said that this matches now for the WWE title. You three are still involved, still over the top rules, you know, based on the, the precedent set at WrestleMania when Seth Rollins cashed in. And they have a three-way match. Zayn and Nakamura immediately go for Corbin, but Baron gets some brass knuckles out. I think he's sort of a brass knuckle kind of guy. <laughs> Zayn eventually dodges an attack and throws Corbin out. Nakamura and Zayn now, they, they have a five-minute bout together. Nakamura eventually finds himself in the corner. They but like Zayn's been in since number two. Nakamura's been in since four. Zayn hits three consecutive halluva kicks. You know, hits one, mm -hmm. and then he's like, this isn't enough. Runs back, does another one runs back, does another one. As Nakamura comes off the turnbuckle from the third one, Zayn throws him out. New WWE champion, Sami Zayn. Wow. So, yeah, that really does bury Corbin there, doesn't it? It doesn't <laughs> bury Corbin because he just, he yeah. had a master plan. Yeah, and it just didn't come through. Yeah, he did. There was, like, everyone forgets about Zayn, hopefully, and mm -hmm. yeah. the, the way it's meant to go down. And, like, he had a perfect idea and he looked strong against both guys. But, yeah, just... It, he was outsmarted. He and it was two on one. Mm -hmm. uh, but really, I don't want Corbin in the main event picture. So this now he can just go down to being a, a solid mid card <laughs> back, heel. Back to the pre show with you. Yeah, yeah. And and now Sami Zayn is this surprise underdog champion in an amazing way. Uh, do, do with him what you will after then. Hopefully, get some Daniel Bryan underdog magic. But yeah, that's 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 my books. Yeah. I did forget one point from my uh, my story. You can't I mean, put that in well, now. No, 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 no. I, I just think like it's. I mean, it's picked up enough because uh, like it's there. Oh, 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 oh but, but no, no. Uh, just, way, yeah. just one more thing. The Shield re the reunite <laughs> and my one too. Uh, CM Punk returns. <laughs> I was gonna say because I, there was. I don't think I made enough of it. But the whole idea was that Shinsuke can't challenge for the belt as long as Baron Corbin is champion. Right. And so that, that then plays through. So I've got further storylines. I hope you haven't there. voted already because that would have <laughs> that would have changed. I would right? have totally... I would have gone, oh, I get it now. Yeah, see what it was. I really like that. It was very nice. Thank you. I liked Yawn as well. I th it's, it's a shame we were both hamstrung by having Baron Corbin. Yeah. Because I feel like if we had anyone we kind of like or can at least see more value in, we would we could have had a lot more fun with those. Yeah, and I, th I think like with with my uh, booking in particular, it's it's kind of like it'll create some dark days for SmackDown because mm. Baron Corbin will be running rough shop, beating everyone. And I like, don't want another gender. No, well, I mean, I was thinking more it's like it's gonna be like Triple H's Reign of Terror, mm. which is more like I sort of had in mind because he's using like the the, the briefcase as his sledgehammer yeah. and things like that. So I mean, it would make you like not like him, I suppose, which works as a heel, but. It's not really good heel heat. It's it's turn off TV heel yeah. heat. It's like because Triple H, 
at the end of the day, is a fantastic wrestler, and he's a hell of a promo. Mm-hmm. So, like, and he had his entourage with him as yeah, well, which helped. Sure, he, he crushed everything for a while, and that was a bit suffocating. But at least he was, you know, at least he wasn't terrible. Mm. Like Baron Corbin put into that slot with his scripted promos and his adequate wrestling ability. Mm. I don't know. Thank you. Not for me. Yeah, no. Oh, it was a tense one. Yeah, I mean, I, I was feeling really confident going in. I'm less confident now. I'm more confident. Yeah. Yeah. I, I could. See I like it, my one. I could see it on your face as well. That like once, uh, once I'd finished reading mine, all of a sudden you had this wash of like it was like I've got it. I've got. I've got I'm I've putting got Sammy Zayn over. <laughs> I've got this in the back. I'm appealing to the smarks. Uh, but I thought the same after the Shield one and. Look after there. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I felt really confident about the uh, the Bailey uh, heel turn. I was super confident about that one. When I used to work in TV, we had a, a, a rule where it was, if you really like it and you think this is the best thing you've ever done, it's going to fail in the ratings. And it was proven right, unfortunately, pretty much every time. This could be it. When you watch back the videos that I uh, make for this channel and you go like, that's your best one yet. I'm like, oh, no. That means no one's yeah, going yeah, no yeah. to watch this one. Yeah, because we were both really happy with the Vince one. And it's, you know, 77, I think it's at the moment, 77,000 views pretty decent but the i, th- I thought that was going to be a, a 150 plus <laughs> hopefully it'll build over time we've got a few itunes reviews to read out in a very thinly veiled attempt to get you to write your own itunes five star review we're going to give some cheap pops to people who have written them so far so thank you charlie bd7 who writes up there with the best so it's not the best but not we're the up best. there with the best that's good mm. i mean that that's a good play that's good company i don't know i don't I don't know why you would have to specify. You just, yeah. Well, I, I guess it's nice. Not, we, well, I mean, I'm, I'm going to put Charlie over here. I think that was, I think that's an excellent way to say it because that, that's not hyperbole either. Mm. He continues. Another podcast smashed out of the park by the Wrestle Talk team. Also, Ollie, are you the guy that did the Monkey Dragon thing on YouTube? Ask a Ninja, I think it was called. If not, I have found your voice double. Um, was it I, don't, you? I, I don't think it was. Really. I mean, you couldn't tell us anyway if you're a ninja. Monkey dragon thing. It does. I mean, I want to be a part of it. Monkey dragon ninja. You said because you read this out to me earlier, and my first reaction was monkey tennis. Yeah, a bit of partridge. So thank you, Charlie BD7. Woo! Woo! Yeah! Charlie! Charlie! Woo! The guy who knows best. So what better person to write an iTunes review? says best wrestling podcast that's more like it for a title one of the best podcasts oh you lost me it's great for the daily commute i always listen on the train ollie and luke have great chemistry together and bounce off each other so well also the preamble ramble is top notch keep it up guys Woo! Woo! yeah that guy that guy knows crofty x23 says hashtag swaft in the title and then in the body of the review Writes hashtag swaft three times more. Oh, that is the, whoa! Yo, swaft in it. Swaft to make you running wild. Keep it swaft. Cool. Yeah. So so go and write a review of yourselves if you want to have your name read out, and we will cheat pop you. And of course, you can head over to the wrestling channel. The wrestling channel. What am I talking about? The YouTube channel. The Wrestle Talk YouTube channel over on on the old YouTube, and you can see this show in living color. You can see our beautiful faces say the words to you 
via the medium of the internet and if you subscribe uh, to us on patreon if you donate five dollars just five dollars you will get the video a whole day early only the Saturday video. Yes, yeah, sorry, so only the Saturday on video. Friday. That's why I meant this video. Oh, I see. Yeah, what I thought that's kind of what I was getting at. But yeah, only the Saturday one, the day early. But um, yeah, that was fun. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.